0: or other companies mentioned. Information used and in statements of fact have been obtained from the featured company and other sources but not verified nor guaranteed by SmallCapVoice.com as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice.
1: You're wired in SmallCapVoice.com. Following is a presentation of SmallCapVoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support. Now, with your online business briefing, SmallCapvoice.com's Stuart T. Smith. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for taking time out of your day to stop by and listen to another online business briefing brought to you by smallcapvoice.com, where we shine a spotlight, as you know, on some of the smartest and freshest plays here in the small and micro-cap markets. Today, we're speaking once again with Progressive Care Incorporated. They're traded under the ticker symbol RXMD, and we're lucky enough to be joined once again by the CEO of the company, Sheetle Mars. Sheetle, how are you today?
2: I'm doing
1: great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, and thank you, as always, for making time for us here at smallcatvoice.com because your industry, as we know, since there was huge headlines last time we talked with CBS, uh, is just one of those industries where it's always good to check in early and often with you. Big, big news last week. Uh, how do you see the Amazon announcement to buy PillPack affecting RXMD? even though RxMD is not a traditional pharmacy. And that's a shareholder question. So let's jump right in. Amazon acquired PillPack. We've talked about PillPack. We've written about PillPack. More of a technology company than a pharmacy company. Uh, And I think the shareholder asks the question quite right. Even though they're not an actual uh, direct competitor here, how do you see this big announcement affecting your industry?
2: It's going to affect the industry quite a bit. I mean, Amazon... Taking over PillPack, whether they integrate it into Amazon or leave it as a separate entity as they do with Zappos and, and other companies, is still big news. They will probably take some market share uh, away from some traditional pharmacies as they market and, and put it up on their on their platform. However, it's, it is different from, from what PharmCo does. Well, we are at Progressive Care, and, and the shareholders are right. The thing is, it's the same as the way I see CVS's announcement going into delivery. Delivery is great, and PillPack doing what they do has, again, it's another validation for what PharmCo has been doing for almost 10 years now, which is that delivery service, that easy medication, that adherence program. And so when we look at PillPack getting that kind of attention, we know that we're on the right track. It also provides you know, our shareholders and the investor base with kind of a, a comp to look at when they think about Farmco and what it does. And so Because we offer the similar suite of services, you know, pill packs packaging, we do the same thing. We have the same machine. Um, we can deliver same day next day. We do it for free. And like I talked about with CVS, uh, the the situation for us in, in contrast to PillPack is the same. If we have a patient that knows us, likes us, and wants adherence packaging services, we can do the same thing for them that PillPack can, and we do it for free, on top of doing all the risk management for their doctor, on top of doing all the reporting, on top of working with their caregiver and their insurance company. So we don't see any likelihood of attrition of our patients going to Amazon or, or in the case of last week to, or a couple of weeks ago, to CBS. What we do see is more validation in the market, more companies looking at how can they make healthcare better, how can they make health outcomes better, and more companies, you know, I hate to toot our own horn, but more companies saying how can they be more like PharmCo? How can they deliver services the way we do? And so we look at this as a positive, not a negative.
1: Well, very good. And I think another positive, this goes back to a big piece of news for the company. Back on June 12th, use those ticker symbols again, or use that ticker symbol again, RXMD. Progressive Care launches opioid alternative treatment campaign aimed at reaching millions affected by the nationwide epidemic. And it is an epidemic, people. If you have not looked into what opioids are doing across our country, coast to coast, it's devastating. And in your home state there in Florida, some new laws went into effect here on July 1st. And now doctors are only able to prescribe those opioids for a three day treatment. So three days at a time. So this really lands in making your statement, your press release timely at this point. Let's talk a little bit about your thoughts there.
2: So we've worked hard in trying to deliver the best healthcare we can. And we've always found by working so directly with the community and our patients, finding that there are these gaps in healthcare and and the opioid crisis was ever present. And one of the things we've worked on since 2015 is to develop alternatives, to market those alternatives to doctors, to patients, to insurance companies, saying, okay, there are things that we can be providing to patients that are better for them than opioids, or that will make an opioid treatment more effective, or limit the need for use of high-dose opioids. Opioids have a place in the market. They have a use. So it's not something where I would flat out say, we need to get rid of it across the board, and I kind of believe that a three-day supply is rather draconian, especially for someone who comes out of, from an intense surgery or hip surgery or hip replacement or has a severe injury. There's a reason for it. But we think that patients can be prescribed alternatives in addition to or a replacement of these opioid treatments. And now with this, this measure, with this three-day supply, there's really no alternatives for pain management out there other than ibuprofen, or Tylenol-3, or a a compounded pain, topical pain treatment. And and sometimes we can do some combinations of different oral medications, and we promote those as well, but we want patients to start looking at their alternatives, and especially doctors to look at their alternatives very carefully because they're going to need to figure out a new way of treating pain other than using opioids. And that's where PharmCo comes in. We've developed a whole regiment of, of products and programs to help with pain management, help doctors treat pain more effectively, and to make all pain treatments more effective.
1: Excellent. Well, more big news from the company was the benchmark press release. And here is a shareholder question. It says, the benchmark PR was a very interesting surprise. Can you tell us more about the agreement, the goals to be achieved, SEC compliance, NASDAQ uplisting, private investor capital, and further expansion? Anything you can tell us in regards to how this is going to affect RXMD, both share price and shares outstanding, etc.? So that's a lot of questions in one question. It
2: is a lot of questions, and and I don't have a ton of answers right now. We did sign an agreement. Something I've said to the shareholders over and over and over again is I don't want to be on an upper exchange, a national exchange, just for vanity. I want to do it for a purpose. And what this benchmark deal will allow us to do is fully execute on an aggressive growth agenda that includes more acquisitions. That includes more facilities, that includes more locations, and we want to have sufficient capital behind us to execute on these endeavors. One of the things that has held us back, in, so to speak, over many years before, is that is that capital restriction. We've been lucky that we've been able to grow the way we have just on our our operating cash flow and a little bit from from Chicago Venture Partners. So now, with some money behind us and ability to raise some money, we can go forward. Now, the structures have not been set in stone. We don't know how it will affect the shareholders and the liquidity and the price per share. I can't tell you that until we start getting um, some deals in place and the investors in place and what, what terms we're going to give them. But we're going to keep in mind our shareholders and our investors and, and hope that they understand that this is the next step. It's to take us from where we are to where we need.
1: Well, another big piece of news just came out today, July 2nd, using that ticker symbol again, RXMD. Go see the news. Progressive Care completes acquisition of Touchpoint Pharmacy, expanding company footprint, and market opportunity. The market... The stock market, that is, is reacting very positively to this news. The stock's up 31% as we record this audio interview. And we've already got questions that came in about that. First off, many thanks to management for completing Touchpoint RX acquisition timely. Shareholders do appreciate the follow-through. On management comments, no doubt. Will we see three months of revenue for the second location, Touchpoint RX, in the six thirty eighteen financial statements, or are we not able to recognize those revenues at this time?
2: We won't be able to recognize the revenues between April and June because we weren't the ownership at that point. Um, due to regulatory requirements, we had to notify the DEA and Medicaid and all of that before closing. So those. Unfortunately, those revenues are not ours. As of July 1st, any revenue going forward is ours, and and we've already received DEA approval. We're just waiting for, for Medicaid, but so far everything has gone very well regulatory-wise. We've, we've had no hiccups, no delays, and so we can move full steam ahead, and, and you'll start seeing touchpoint revenues in our third quarter financial.
1: Well, listeners, this is a great forum for you to get your questions asked and answered in a public arena. Why am I telling you that? Well, I get a lot of your questions individually. The company gets your questions and phone calls individually. Understanding compliance is a big issue. The company cannot ask and answer individual questions. That's called selective dissemination. Selective dissemination is a fancy way of saying they're giving you inside information. That cannot be done. It would cripple the company. So this is your arena to get your questions asked and answered. You'll see us posting on iHub. You'll see us emailing you after you email us. Hey, there's an interview coming up. Please get your questions in. We do so appreciate your concern and following the company. And this is your arena. This is where you get your voice heard. So before I let you go... Sheetal, I do kind of want to ask and answer a question for you because we do have other questions here. And one of them was the status of the Chicago Ventures loan repayment. How many shares are left to convert? We did just address that a little over a week ago in the audio interview. Now, what's been converted since that last audio interview and this interview? uh, That's not known at this time. I don't think the company on a weekly basis cues Chicago Ventures, nor do I know a funding agency that actually discloses that on a daily basis. But I'm sure you get what maybe a monthly report Sheetle? Is that what I should understand here, or what the shareholders should understand?
2: Yes, and and I know with um, Chicago Venture Partners, they're they're abiding by the leak out agreement, so they're not at a rush to to sell shares. I know that we want to complete and close out the note as quickly as possible, but we're actually very happy that they're taking their time. They're trying not to depress the market, so we're waiting for them to to issue more conversion notices, but they've been good about taking their time with it and trying to sell a little bit at a time.
1: Well, once again, I always appreciate your time. We can tell how busy you are just by looking at the press wire. The company is doing a great job of keeping everybody informed and uh, the company is hitting its targets on a timely fashion as your shareholders pointed out. They appreciate that. So I appreciate your time here today, Sheetal. have a great summer and I look forward to speaking with you again soon.
2: Yes, thank you for having me, and I want to wish everybody, all of your listeners, a happy 4th of July. Enjoy the holiday.
1: Fun, fun times ahead for everybody. Yeah, be safe out there. Enjoy your family. Have a wonderful 4th of July, and we'll be back at you soon here at smallcapvoice.com. For Sheetal Mars, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening.
0: Smallcapvoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support, provides clients with the highest level of service. Our audio interviews are disseminated to one of the largest opt-in audiences available today. How? We at smallcapvoice.com believe in aligning and affiliating ourselves with other leaders within the investor relations community. By sharing resources, each affiliated firm is made that much stronger and each client is served that much better. Our focus is to identify and provide the very best financial services and solutions available to clients and their shareholders. For more information about our services, please call us at 512-267-2430 or visit us on the web at www.smallcapvoice.com.